ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 24 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To better serve the hobby, ComC recently made changes to streamline their services and improve turnaround. They even opened a new building. To learn more about the exciting changes being made at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. This week is going to be episode two in our series about local card shops, and I'm going to be talking with Scott, one of the members of the Underdog Collectibles team, one of my sponsors, and they're going to be talking about how they're expanding from being an online breaker and having an online shop to opening a new physical brick-and-mortar LCS in their town in Tennessee. And so we're going to talk a little bit about his perspective on why they're doing that how that differs from what I'm doing here in central Illinois and what Rex is doing up in Michigan that we heard from last week. And so I hope you enjoy another perspective about opening an LCS here in the midst of the height of popularity that we're seeing in the card market. So Scott and I are going to cover a little bit about their current business that I've been talking about every week for the last year, as well as how that is going to pivot into an LCS. Scott, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mike. Glad to be back, man. Good to reconnect. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the the partnership that we've had over the last year. And when we began our our kind of sponsor relationship, and we started to get to know each other a little bit last spring, uh, it was right at the start of COVID. You know, we were right in the beginning of this current era of of the trading card industry that we're seeing today. And so, I, I wanted to start with just how has the last year been treating you and Matt at Underdog? Well, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a great year. I mean, you know, if you grew up in the eighties and nineties, like we did and collected cards, and then to think that you could, you know, own, whether it be an e-commerce business or a physical shop, or in our cases now, both um, it's exceeded our expectations. We're having, I mean, are we making some money? Yes. I would say we're more, the greater payout right now is the fun. But it, it is pretty exciting um, at a time when COVID has been so hard for a lot of businesses. It undoubtedly helped us get started. And then I'd like to think a little creativity and hard work and, you know, strategic patience has allowed us to grow over the last year. And of course, you've been a big part of that, too, helping us reach, um, you know, new new consumers for our shop. So it's been a it's been a fun ride, man. We're glad to be where we are and looking forward to kind of this next phase for our business over the next quarter. How has that growth been going? Are there any particular avenues that you've identified? Do you, do you feel like you've got customers that have experienced some breaks before, or are they customers who are brand new to the, the hobby in this, this last year of resurgence that we've seen? You know, for us, I would say we have a really interesting blend of, uh, of shoppers that break with us. Um, the, I would say that every week we add new, new, new underdogs. And those, the new ones that we've added, new new underdogs that we've added over the last 
probably three to four months, they tend to be either new collectors or returning collectors. Whereas our base, our, our core group that's on the show with us every week, they do tend to be longtime collectors. Um, so they're kind of our core, but I think because of our price point and the way we run our show, we do feel pretty comfortable to new collectors that are either coming back, they're, they're truly new, or they're like what I would call new, new, meaning they are reacquainting themselves with the hobby um, as it's kind of grown and experienced the resurgence. So, One of the other things that I often highlight in my promotion of, of you guys is your Facebook group. Yep. And that was one of those kind of unique aspects where it seems like there's a lot of engagement, a lot of interaction there within the group. I was wondering if, you know, a lot, if you've got a feel for the members of that group, are there a lot of members that like participate in the Facebook group, but don't necessarily actively buy into the breaks? Like, is it no, kind I, of a, a, yeah. a blend there or is it kind of its own unique thing as well that supports what you're doing? I would actually say it's 50, 50. And I would say the payout for, for the, the core collectors is definitely a, a, that have been long-term. It's a place that they enjoy talking about cards. Um, we don't, you know, I, I would like to see more buying and selling and trading, but right now it's a lot of card conversation. Um, and then for our new collectors, you know, right or wrong, our community has kind of been grown to this idea of accessibility and, you know, we're not, our personality is definitely a, um, a welcoming place. So we get a lot of discussion around where you have returning collectors. Maybe they're trying to figure out, okay, what is, tell me about parallels and how do they work or, Tell me what a hit break is. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hobby support that goes on. And frankly, we didn't know how it would drift. I think when you start, if you're a shop that starts a Facebook group, you're hoping for transactions. But I think what's been good for us is the fact that we actually do a lot of, you know, helping each other and especially helping new collectors. So that's been kind of a cool thing that's emerged. But admittedly, it wasn't a goal or a strategy when we started it. So. You know, one of the other things that, that we like to highlight is that you're an online shop. And part of that is that you started by offering a limited number of singles as well as some sealed wax directly on the site, in addition to the breaks that you do. How, is, how has that been going as far as a, a strategy? That was one of those initial strategies that you used to expand beyond breaking. I was just yep. curious on, is that working well? Does access to wax create an issue for, for that type of the business as well? You know, we carry, I mean, I would say right now, I mean, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, we have hundreds of boxes and cases, but we have very little listed as wax boxes on our site at the moment because a, we weren't, we're wanting to hold it for breaking. So we have a good variety for our national base of consumers. Like, you know, this week we hadn't, like this week we're breaking 2018 um, Bowman Chrome, which is pretty hot right now. We have been sitting, sitting on that for weeks because we knew when baseball season come came, we did not want to um, not have some interesting variety, not just the new stuff, but some stuff people were looking for. You know, we will be dialing up again wax boxes on the, on the site as well as singles, but we have been solely break focused for the last really 12 weeks now. And, and a part of that also is where we're opening a physical location um, next month, we needed, frankly, to hold back some wax to have for a physical shop because you, do, you don't want shoppers to come into your shop and only have breaks available. So we've been kind of preparing from an inventory strategy, making sure that we can delight 
the physical location shoppers, as well as continue to offer, you know, a good diversity of having at least 12 options available for our online breakers that break with us, you know, three nights a week. So from that inventory perspective, have you been able to acquire the inventory that you need directly from your distributor? Or are you also pursuing product on the secondary market as well? All of the above, you know, okay. We are trying to build our brand awareness and our, you know, customer reviews and all the things that go into trying to grow your part, your place in the hobby so we could one day get direct. That's that's the dream. Uh, but right now it is distributors. It is we we are active at local and regional shows. We'll go and buy wax there. Um, we will, you know, we will occasionally buy in other sources of the secondary market. We have members of our community that sell us boxes that, you know, maybe they bought there a collector and they collect wax or whatever. But we will buy from whomever we do. We don't do a lot of retail. That's kind of our our goal is to be at least 90 percent hobby. Um, so I would say that's the only restriction we put. But we just try to source, you know, wherever we can right now because it's in such demand. Right. I mean, we we disappoint people every week because they they want more of something and we don't always have it. But we try to at least have 12 really good items they can break every week. And then offer wax boxes and pack breaks and things like that. And that's been a great growth for us. Frankly, I, I kind of alluded to it. There is the pack breaks. People, if you're in a small town or you're in a, a place that doesn't have a great LCS, um, we've probably seen the pack break section of our show. Now we dedicate at least probably an hour every night to just pack breaks. And that's really where we bake, break packs with our shoppers and talk about cards at the very end after we're done with our you know random team breaks and things like that. Now you've you've mentioned it a couple times already, and I wanted to dig into it a little bit more. But you talked about how you are moving from a pure online presence to also opening up a, a physical brick and mortar store, and that's one of those things that I went into in August of last year. And I know there are others who are doing the same thing. But one of the things I always tell people is, some people who have brick and mortar physical stores have a huge variety of different strategies that they use to make it work. And so I love talking with other people who are doing the same thing to, to learn more about what their focus, what their approach is, and what their thought process was as they get that started. Now, if I understand right, the shop's not quite open yet. You're still kind of in the build-out phase of that shop. But can we talk a little bit about the thought process behind expanding into a, a physical shop there in Tennessee? Well, it's funny, you know, I think uh, knowing you a bit like I do, I think we're both data guys and the data would suggest that opening a physical location in a, in a time where e-commerce is growing at like, you know, double digit rates and high double digit rates, that it's a, um, that, it, that that could be a fool's errand. Right. But um, I also think that like you, we believe the hobby works best when you have community and, um, we feel like if we can bring the community aspect of our show to our shop, we can build a successful model that blends the two. And um, that's that's our goal. Um, naturally, we hope that it can operate profitably at, at some point, but the goal is really to kind of continue to grow that community. Um, our hope is that, you know, three, four months down the road, you start seeing posts on our Facebook page or you know, on Twitter, Instagram that, Hey, it was really cool to visit these guys in person for the first time. Right. Um, just like I'm sure I know you have people walking your shop every week that listen to your podcast and that they think it's pretty cool to connect the two. And so our goal is to build that community. And we think still 
that the hobby is about being in person and it's executing trades and sometimes holding those cards in your hand when you buy them, right? And that's what we're going to try to reproduce. So think of it as maybe the card shop that this hobby was built around, but with a really good 21st century twist of e-com and social and, and then still a great event-based executions, you know? Do you see it complementing the breaking business or kind of a completely separate thing? Like, do you plan to integrate the conversation about that on the, the website, on the show, or do you kind of plan to have them as two separate focuses? Um, we do not want to alienate the people that got us here, right? So we're not going to change our live breaking show to the detriment. Um, or I should say, we're not going to let the physical location um, change our breaking show in a negative way, but we are going to attempt to really integrate the two. So at least, you know, one to two nights a week, we will probably have the shop open during our live break. So if you want to come in and watch it live, if you want to purchase live, you have the ability to do so. Um, so that, you know, when you think about it in a shop, that's one of the things we're working on right now is, hey, how do we integrate our point of sale to make that easy for people? You know, and, and that way it's not confusing. And if you're, whether you're in person or whether you're online, that you can participate in the show um, that, that we'll, you know, continue to do. So the, the plan is definitely to integrate. How about from an inventory focus? So is there any particular strategy that you're using about what you're planning to sell? Uh, singles, sealed, a mix of everything, graded? What is there a, a particular focus that you plan to have from an inventory perspective? We're working on that. I mean, I will tell you, you know, the, the biggest challenge when you're small and, you know, Matt works on his business full, full time and um, our split best full time as he can. And then I, I, you know, do it in, in addition to my day job. And as we've grown it, we just haven't built the singles inventory. So we're actively building our singles inventory um, as well as working on, again, things like consignment, things like um, trade nights, things that we'll be able to do that offer that holistic experience, but to say what it looks like, we want to offer all of the above. I just can't tell you yet what the percentage splits will look like, but we definitely plan to offer all of your new wax, a good mix of, of, you know, previous years, have a singles inventory as well as do additional things that kind of, you know, meet the needs of our community. For example, grading submissions, we hope to offer that service pretty quickly. Uh, but granted, that's going to be a challenge just in the in the current environment, you know, but we're based also we're based in the south. We're in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we're a really big, you know, Tennessee Titans, Atlanta Braves, Cincinnati Reds market, um, as well as the University of Tennessee alums. So we'll definitely have a good local flavor from a singles um, standpoint for that market, too. So it's going to be fun. We're we're still working through it. And I'm sure anything I committed to right now will look different three or four months down the road, you know. Are there many other stores in the Knoxville area? Um, there are, um, but they're not a lot. So you have um, one other shop here in town. It's been a, a long time shop. Um, and then you have a, a few really um, nice shops in the Nashville area that are doing great stuff. So, you know, we're a healthy card community, but we do think there's room for us, especially that we're going to do some different stuff than the other, um, you know, local shops in the market. So we think there's space for both, I guess, is the best answer to that question. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I like the strategy of, of complementing the online breaking business with the physical shop. You know, there's others who focus purely on the physical nature of things. And there's, there's others who 
don't do breaking, but they're big into taking consignments and all of those types of things across the board. Um, like I said earlier, there's so many different ways that a physical LCS can complement a broad strategy that I love hearing the stories about how people are approaching that and how they are, are planning to use that to grow their overall business. So congratulations on getting the shop um, off the ground here in the next uh, coming weeks and months. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Mike. We couldn't have, couldn't have done it without your support, man. So we we appreciate it. We appreciate our appreciate our customers. So it's pretty it's pretty exciting, man. Fun time in the hobby, and it's a it's a fun venture that we hope can keep up. You know the current momentum. One of the the last things that I wanted to to talk about as you went into this planning phase for launching the the LCS, what's been the most challenging aspect of getting that physical shop off the ground? Well, the, the, the first thing is definitely operating an online business and servicing those shoppers well while you're building the, the, the infrastructure for a physical location. That's number one, the biggest challenge. But then, I mean, you know, running a physical store, you've got to develop um, your shell, your, I should say your display strategy. Okay, so what are your, where are you going to do, where you'll have your wax, where will you have your singles, how are you going to offer, um, you know, integrate the online show into the physical location. There's a lot of planning that has nothing to do with cards. It's simply how do I offer a positive shopping experience when people walk in the door, right? Um, not to mention the fact that we spent three months trying to find the location, right? Um, and now we're buying display cases. We are making sure that we have adequate security. We're making sure that, you know, um, we have a place that can secure inventory, but also offer people the chance to touch cards. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I, I, my first job was working in a baseball card shop, and now I'm having to apply what I learned then, but through the fact of, hey, how do people do it today if you're going to offer an online and physical business? Because what we decided to do very early on is that we're not going to have a breaking studio that's separate from the shop. So anytime you walk into our store, you're essentially going to see a break station, and, you know, as you know, probably um, if the break station is your office, it doesn't always look retail friendly, but we're trying to figure that out. So it's things like that, um, all about consumer experience and trying to do it while you've got to do, you know, over a thousand transactions a week online. So that, that's pretty tough, but it's fun. Very cool. Anything else that you want people to know about what's going on at Underdog before we go today? Um, I mean, I think we've covered it. The biggest thing I would say is thanks. Um, you know. When people like whether they buy a $17 spot or whether they're one of our customers that are with us every night and buying into all the breaks, um, when you like trade dollars for experience, you're investing in someone. And we're just really appreciative that they have that our shoppers enjoy our show enough and they trust us with their money and their time and they keep coming back. So we're just pretty appreciative right now that they, their investment in us is allowing us to kind of evolve the model. And our goal is to make it work and we'll, we'll see if it does, but we, we believe it will. So very cool. I also appreciate the, the relationship that we've had over this last year. And I look forward to the success of, of you guys running your shop there in Knoxville. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it, man. Great job yep. on the show. We appreciate it a lot. Thanks a lot, Scott. The Sports Card Shop at MoCo is your small-town local shop with a global reach. Conveniently located in New Buffalo, Michigan. We're an easy drive for most residents in Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio. Come see us every Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5 and Sundays from 12 to 5. 
Want to shop from the comfort of your home? Give us a call at 269-469-0140 or visit our website at thesportscardshopatmoco.com or our Facebook page. Major credit cards and PayPal accepted and we ship anywhere in the world. We're an authorized dealer for both Panini and Tops, with new sealed wax from both arriving weekly. And yes, we have PSA and SGC graded cards and over a quarter of a million singles in stock. Be sure to follow us and turn on notifications for posts to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you don't miss out on new arrivals. The Goatcher family has been serving this community for over a decade. So stop by or visit us at the sports card shop at moco.com. Well, I just have a few notes I wanted to share as we close out today. First, you heard him in our interview last week, and you just heard about him in that read. But I want to welcome Rex and his sons in the sports card shop at Moco as our newest sponsor. And I want to say thanks again to Scott and the Underdog team for being a sponsor for the last year, and I hope you enjoyed hearing about their expansion into an LCS too. As we've covered in the last couple weeks, I wanted to share the variety of ways that an LCS can go about doing business and being successful. I've talked about my approach and my kind of shop within a shop setup. Rex talked about starting their shop as an expansion of the flooring business that they were already running. And now Scott is shared with the underdog team as they're expanding from being an online breaker and an online retail presence to now having a physical presence. Three different approaches, three different ways that are going to be successful. And there's a bunch more out there and a bunch more of opportunities to explore. And I would encourage you to do so if you're passionate about this business. It's not easy, but it's a lot of fun. As long as you have a passion for sports cards and a passion for business, I I would love to hear the way that you explore trying to make it work. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you thought about the show. I'd love to hear your thoughts about opening or running an LCS in today's climate. I'd love to interact with you. So let me know what you think. That's all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.